Welcome to the Up Your Glow podcast with your hosts, Susie and Andy. Each week, we'll break down your frequently asked questions to inform you and enlighten you about all things women's health and wellness so that you can feel more empowered about making health decisions and feel more informed about how your body works for the things that no one's ever told you. I feel like body image is something that really impacts probably everyone at some point. The way in which your body changes isn't all together in a smooth line over time. We do have to be careful and make smart choices with our bodies because it's all we've got. I feel like I had my first like really low moment yesterday postpartum where I was like, I don't know, like not... I think I'm just like, I'm getting like these waves of anxiety the past two weeks, which I don't know if it's like the news of the world, plus stuff at Bento, plus trying to do it all. I don't know. Are you still on your medication? Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think obviously the world is definitely overwhelming right now. Yeah. So one of Sam's, do you remember, you probably don't know her, but like one of Sam's friends, like, wrote I screenshotted it because it was just like really nice the other day I saw it and I was like I needed this and it just was like it said in therapy last week I mentioned the general numbness that I've been feeling lately I wanted to share some of the pieces of the conversation I have with my therapist since I know a few of you have been feeling similarly our bodies weren't built for the constant overload of change and information and because of that the numbness is our body's way of regulating it's okay to care for yourself right now and be as selfish as you need to be you don't have to be on all the time And then this is the part I really like. She goes, think about it like a lens zooming in and out. When you're all the way zoomed out, you're experiencing, feeling, and trying to process everything happening in your own life along with everything happening in the world. It's really easy to focus only on the bad things and struggling to see anything good or even feeling like it's okay to see the good, which leads to the overload. But if you zoom in, maybe your circle of friends are all the way in to just you, you can find pockets of good. Even if it's just something as small as as a delicious meal or a conversation with a friend that made you laugh. When you feel overwhelmed or numb, whatever you may be feeling, know that it's okay to zoom in on yourself. Anyway, I thought that was nice. That is nice. I like that idea. Yeah, of just like kind of like... Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes you do get like sucked out into like the everything of everything, which is easy. And it's easier when you're a parent too, because there's like more things that you're caring about. But totally. Sometimes you just got to like focus down. Yeah. How are you doing? Okay. Like I said, we pooped today. So that was really good. Oh, good. How are your nipples? The nipples are getting better. So that's good. Thank God. Yeah. She only needed a thrush medication on Tuesday. I didn't give her any yesterday because it really like all her thrush cleared out. So I'm like going to keep it with me this weekend because we're going to go to the beach, but I'm just going to like bring it down. So I don't want it to like pop back up and then not have it. But hopefully it was short lived. I hope so. so. I don't know. I'm like trying not to, trying to, but like the skin around my nipples is kind of peeling right now. I'm in like that stage of it, which is cute, but it's not like painful. Like pumping hasn't been painful. Nursing hasn't been painful. So I think because I was able to get right on top of it, hopefully it wasn't so bad. Silver lining. (laughs) I know the things we go through, right? Even though I, I honestly, I can't imagine people waiting a long time on that. It was so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, I had a friend text me the other day. She's like, I think I'm ready to stop pumping. My right breast has just been killing me 24 seven for like 
months. And I'm like, well, do you have mastitis? Do you have yeast? Nope. It just like hurts all the time. So yeah, this stuff is crazy. Pumping, breastfeeding, you name it. Oh, well. Why isn't that we just like are okay with not being okay? I know. It's like, well, have you looked into this? Okay, whatever. Like, oh man, or just stop. Yeah. But it's hard. I I go through that with myself. I'm like, do I want to, when do I want to stop? Should I stop? I don't know. Cause I know. (sighs) Whatever. I feel like we already just jumped right into this. Episode, I know we just which did is kind totally of fine without check, <laughs> without formally announcing our check in, but yeah, that's whatever. Okay. That's like fine. It. That's how we are. <laughs> yep. All right. Should we mix it up? Did you have anything good for lunch today? Oh gosh, my lunch today was very random. You're going to be like Andy. You are losing it, but we're on kind of bare bones at home because we're going to the beach. We've been back and forth a lot, so I haven't had a lot of groceries. So I just had very odd random things at my house. So I had some pickled deviled eggs or pickled hard boiled eggs. That sounds pretty good. They're delicious. It's okay. So like either you liked pickled things or you don't. I mean, I love pickled things. Yeah. I love pickles. They're just hard boiled eggs pickled in like a beet juice pickle. I mean, they're really good. (laughs) That sounds amazing. (laughs) So I had a few of those, which are great. And then... Where do you get those? The farmer's market by me. The Wayne one? Yeah. But also I learned how to make them. I found oh, a recipe. Okay. Um, Katie Lee posted a recipe around Easter. Oh, love her. Yeah. So she right, posted so a recipe that I did it. for okay. Easter and hers were deviled. That's why I was saying, that's why I initially said the deviled. And I did devil them for Easter, the pickled deviled eggs. And that was like really delicious. That sounds so good. I feel like deviled eggs are such a Philly thing. Are they? I don't they're know, on they're like really every restaurant menu. I guess. As a I, starter, it's really funny. Like if you go into Rittenhouse Square, I feel like deviled eggs are like apps on a lot of the menus. I'm like, this is so random. Like why deviled eggs? But they're delicious. So who cares? They're so good. Get your choline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So I had that in pepperoni. Yum. Since we can eat cold guts. <laughs> yep. What did I have? I went out to lunch. I feel like I'm not a big lunch person. That's why I always ask Andy because in the (laughs) office, I'm that boring one who always brings her own lunch. But today we had to take Pierce out for an appointment. And I stopped at this place in Wynwood called Clean Juice or like Clean Juicery. I think it's a chain. I don't know where they have them. But I got an amazing sandwich, like this California panini on gluten-free bread and cold-pressed green juice. And it felt very delicious and healthy. That sounds really yummy. good. It was Sometimes very good. green juice just really delicious. Yeah. I've noticed the past like two years, I kind of crave things other than water. Like whether it's a seltzer or a kombucha, kombucha, whatever it is. Yeah. Green juice. Maybe it's just from like fertility treatments, pregnancy, and then being them breastfeeding. Well, I mean... I want all the fluids. <laughs> Always water, drinking taste something. I know. All right. So that's what we had for lunch today. Hopefully you guys are inspired by this when you're listening to this on your morning walk or commute, whatever it is. Hopefully we're not making people too hungry. I, mean, I know. Isn't that but, the worst when you hear somebody talk about something yeah. like, oh, food envy? I'm really craving frozen yogurt these days too. And I'm like, there are no more frozen yogurt places. Remember when there used to be a Froyo place on every corner? Yeah. Well, it's so hot. I can understand why you're craving for you. Yeah. 
Anyways, that's also, a thought. <laughs> I always argue about this with Ben because he tries to tell me if anybody goes to the Jersey Shore, I go to this place called Avalon down there. There's a place called Avalon Freeze, which is my favorite place. And I try to explain to him all the time that it's ice cream, that it's soft serve ice cream. Because mm-hmm. he tries to tell me that it's frozen yogurt. Oh, no, and they're like, two different things. No, 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 no. Two different things. Both good. But like sometimes you need soft serve and other times you want frozen yogurt. But they have very different like frozen yogurt's like tangy. Yeah. And soft serve is sweet. They're two very different things. I yeah. agree. Okay, thanks. Just making sure I'm not losing my mind. I, yeah, was like, I mean, we love them. <laughs> but yeah, I think you win this one. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not going too crazy in my mom life. <laughs> nope, you're not. It's like McDonald's has like soft serve. Yes. That's not the same as first. Perfect example. Perfect example. There you go. Oh, and you still have to make your Wendy's homemade frosty and tell me how it goes. I do. You know what? I will add it. I will add the ingredients that I don't have in my kitchen to my shopping list this week so that I can make it prior to our next recording. That'd be awesome. And I will report back because I have been craving stuff like that lately. So I feel like it's the time. Definitely. So, all right. Should we do it inside the vitamin aisle? Sure. We just have to decide what we're going to do the vitamin aisle. Joel, sorry. We need a break for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. What should we do? Vitamin E? Oh, let's do that. Because didn't you just read something on it? I read something about it related to like not improving cancer rates. Yeah. And it was just in a JAMA article about it shouldn't really be in prenatal vitamins, like high doses. Right. But that was for placental reasons. And we kind of already knew that. But yeah, we can cover it. We know and that then it's, for scarring, like, vitamin it's E is great. good for your skin. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we can talk about your wounds. <laughs> yeah. That's what made me think about it because I went to the chiropractor and he was like, you need to get vitamin E. Okay. All right. I'm trying Still to find that ready. article. I'm trying to find the article to you. It's okay. I'll get started okay. if you want. Yeah, you're good. All right. And now it's time for Inside the Vitamin Aisle. and. This week, I think we're going to talk about vitamin E because it's popped up a few times in industry or the health world, industry mm-hmm. news. So it popped up for me personally because I, very long story, I got cut on the back of my knees, like severe rope burn from up at the dog park near my house. I'm okay, but it's really painful. And I was just thinking like, oh, I really need to get vitamin E and we should let everyone know this. So vitamin E is amazing for your skin and promoting healing. So like if you have blisters or rope burn, like I have cuts, just find some vitamin E capsules, pop them open and that works if you can't find a gel form. Yeah, or they sell in oil. Like I remember I used some on like Will had um, a cut on his head when he was like one. It actually happened on his first birthday. And Aww. so all we did for it was a little bit of vitamin E oil every day. Yeah. So definitely vitamin E is amazing for skin. And then we found out there's some other stuff that popped up in the last two weeks around vitamin E. One of them was a recent JAMA article was published about prenatal supplements and what you really need in there. And this is why we've always done a low dose of vitamin E in our prenatals because it can cause placental issues when taken orally in high doses. So that's why we say always turn over, look at the supplement label, 
understand what you're taking. And then Andy, I think you had come across yeah, I some had good updates. You, it was another JAMA article that I had come across that had looked at vitamin E as a preventive measure for cardiovascular disease and cancer. And I think that it was, I'm looking at it right now, it was a big task force that looked at, I think, multiple studies. So it was probably, I can't find the exact, well, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, the moral of the story was they looked at a whole bunch of data and there was nothing to support the vitamin E was helpful in preventing cardiovascular disease or cancer. And in some cases, it actually was harmful. The other important thing that this article did talk about was the safe form of vitamin E. So you do, if you are looking at vitamin E's, you want to look for the form of beta carotene, which is going to be the safer form of vitamin E to be consuming. So that's another good little tidbit because, you know, of course there are times and reasons to have a little bit of it, but you just don't want to be taking too much. Yeah. Beta carotene is also vitamin A. So that's why on prenatals as well, Mm -hmm. if you see high doses of vitamin A, it's usually the parentheses, it'll say beta carotene and your body actually only converts what it needs then to make the vitamin A and probably same for what you're discussing, Andy. So yeah, well, that was a fun, different little inside the vitamin aisle. Yeah. So a little bit of a little info background on vitamin E. Yeah, kind of ties in with our sunscreen. I feel like, and I know about zinc. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need to restock up on my my sunscreen. I feel like I know. I'm at the bottom. Flying through a ton on my face because it's just been so so sunny and hot here in Philadelphia. All right, let's talk. What are we going to talk about today? I know we didn't prep anything. Sorry, Joel. (laughs) What do we want to prep about today? I did see. There was something interesting about the cost of how much it costs to have a baby. (laughs) That was crazy. Having a baby is expensive, even for people with insurance. That was in stat news. That might be fun to end with. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. So I think I have a, just like a synopsis of it. So that was kind of interesting. We could talk about... Oh, weren't we going to talk about like body image? Oh yeah, we're gonna do that, or like something it. like that, like wellness, how it kind of changes. Yeah, I'm down. Different phases. All right, let's talk body image, self image, and how that impacts our overall wellness or how it relates. So I feel like recently in the office or just in general, this has sort of been like coming up for me since having a child, but. I feel like body image is something that really impacts women in particular. Although, I don't know, probably everyone at some point, right? Like we live in this world where we think that wellness means you have to appear a certain way on the outside. But really to me at Binto, and this has taken me a long time to get here personally, we want to focus on like how you feel on the inside and that's going to make you feel and show on the outside and helping you feel comfortable in your own skin. And I feel like this is important for all of us listening, like no matter what age you're in, whether you're, you know, younger and 
single or you are a new mom or you're pregnant or you're going through menopause, like menopause brings up a lot of body image issues. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's interesting being a female myself, identifying as a female and coming from a family full of (laughs) females. I always think about it in relation to how the female body in particular changes. But it would be really interesting to hear from or like ask my husband about it and see like what he kind of thinks too. Cause he grew up like he always, we kind of like poke a little bit of fun at him because when I first met him, he would always wear clothes that were like very big for him. And mm-hmm. it's been like years and I've like slowly over time gotten him like down to like his actual clothing size. Yeah. And I think like, I wonder if some of it has to do with any of that for him. I mean, it may not, it just may be like he liked bigger clothes. I mean, that's fine. You can like bigger clothes, but um, right. it's an interesting concept because I, I always thought about it as like, when you're really little and you're a kid, you have these periods where you put on, usually how it works is like you put on weight and then you grow in height the way in which your body changes isn't all together in a smooth line over time, right? You'll usually get more weight on the same body frame and then you'll start to grow in length. It'll distribute out a little bit more and then like kind of the same pattern happens over time, right? You go kind of out and then up essentially for lack of better terms. And then when puberty hits, that's when these other places on your body start to develop, right? Like so for women, like you might start to have more of a chest develop or hips develop. And so then things start to look a little bit different in that sense. So it just, it's like constant. And so it's so interesting to me that like, we always feel like the more I think about it, the more I kind of resonate with the fact that our bodies are always changing. Like Mm -hmm. why would we ever expect our bodies to be in one state? Like, because that's how we adapt to our environment and how we move and change with the world around us. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, I think you touched on a few fascinating points and that how you grow up, right? How you're raised. Maybe Ben, maybe this had something to do with how he was raised with wearing baggy clothes. Maybe it didn't. But that from like starting at a young age has such an impact on who you are in the future. And like same with food choices. So like modeling behaviors and all of this stuff. And I've just been thinking a lot about this recently because like I struggled with food all through high school and like severe body image issues and then in college. But I've always been into wellness, but then like periods of hating my body. And then it came all back during my fertility treatments, right? Like I had gotten to such a good place and through Bento of like pretty happy with my body and blah, blah, blah. And then when you're hit with something like infertility or maybe it's cancer or just something that can sort of rock your world when it comes to your perception of your body and, and what your body should be doing for you, even though it doesn't technically owe you anything. But I definitely been seeing more of this where I would get in periods of like hating my body during fertility treatments because it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. But then I also 
felt that I needed to give it like self-love and all the care in the world. And there are these two completely like polar opposite thoughts Mm -hmm. happening at the same time. And then now being on the other side of it as a postpartum mom, like kind of that topic that we talked about in the beginning, like being able to zoom out. So kind of zooming out on that period of my life to where I am now, I'm like, oh my God, like my body is amazing. (laughs) Like I was able to, it carried me through infertility. It fought, it worked so hard. It grew a human and now it's able to produce milk and provide sustenance for a growing child. And I wish I could go back to my younger self and like tell myself to have more love. And I know like if you're going through menopause and you're feeling that your metabolism kind of shuts down and you might gain weight, even though you're so healthy, like you kind of go through these different crises in your life. It's just so interesting how we focus so much on like the the outer appearance. Right. When it comes to wellness. Well, I think it's like, so that part is just so ingrained for such like, since the day you come, right? Like yeah, our kids are already being mm-hmm. fed these images and connecting those dots, like whether intentionally or subconsciously, right? It, that's the way our minds work. But it is also interesting to think about, I liked what you were saying about kind of how you frame things, right? Like instead of thinking about what our bodies can't or haven't done the way we wanted them to or something like that. Like thinking about, well, all the things that they do afford us every single day, right? Like just the simple act of like breathing and like Mm -hmm. our heart beating. Like if you think about these simple things that our bodies are doing so much every single moment of the day, it's really incredible, right? Being able to talk and communicate right? Or even if communicating, you don't do that through talking, you communicate through a lot of different ways other than just talking, right? Like I use my body a lot when I communicate. So really is an incredible thing to think about. And I was actually just having this conversation with my son because I got a text message on my way into work on Monday this week that he was like running around and acting crazy and he fell and he hit himself in the back and he hit his ear or whatever. And he must have been pretty upset because I they got my daughter to come over and help make him feel better. So he must have oh. it must have taken him like a little bit of help to calm down, which is a little unusual for him. Like he's a pretty easygoing kid. But when I was talking to him about it later that day, I was like, look, Will, you have to be a little bit careful with your body. Like this is the only body you get. So you have to treat it nicely. It's like, it's okay to make mistakes and have accidents. Like that happens to everybody, but we do have to be careful and make smart choices with our bodies because it's all we've got Yeah, for now. I mean, who knows, but (laughs) I know it is crazy, right? Like we don't pull back and appreciate all the little things, like you said, like breathing and like taking it for granted when it does so many, like it's, giving us life. And I just hope that like through everything we do at Bento, like that shines through that like, it's not about looking a certain way, your glow, like all of that comes from the inside. And when you feel good, that just shines through. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, taking care of your heart and your lungs and your uterus and ovaries, if you have them, like whatever it is. 
But yeah, I love that that idea of we only have one and time is short. So we should appreciate the body that we have. It's like a little mindfulness too, right? Like mm-hmm. when you can just kind of like take that moment, like just really like think about what is happening, right? Yeah. Every second in our body, like even on like a really small level, like our bodies are maintaining homeostasis all the mm-hmm. time, right? Like if you're not sick, like you're in homeostasis, that's like so dynamic and incredible. So there's a lot of really cool things that our bodies do do for ourselves. And, and I wonder, it's interesting to think about as a parent too, like how you could be impactful in the way we talk about this, right? Yeah. The way we talk about our bodies and the way we talk about our kids' bodies to them. I feel like you're so good at that. Like what you did with Will. And then I feel like you're so good at teaching them like the correct names for their body parts, especially, you know, like the genital area (laughs) and like the reproductive organs naming that. And I feel like that's something that's really uncomfortable for people, especially as we're talking about body image, like that can come up in a multitude, you know, like sex, all those that it can manifest in different ways. but. Yeah, I feel like you're really good at that. I just remember one time at the Bento office, it was after you had Ray and someone commented on your postpartum body and they were like, you're looking great. And then you were like, later, you were like, no one should ever comment on someone's postpartum body. Like, and that's so true. Like with kids, you know, should we comment on it when raising males and females? I mean, it's a interesting area. And it it almost doesn't even go for postpartum and it should be pregnancy. I mean, fill in the blank. Oh yeah. I mean, pregnancy. you know what I mean? Like it should be really like, I think like postpartum, usually it's coming from a really well-intended place, right? Like totally. people usually mean like, wow, you look like you've been really able to take care of yourself and you're mm-hmm. in a place. Well, you know, sometimes if people are looking back to themselves, like they are actually not taking care of themselves and something, right. you know what I mean? Like you, you just don't really know how people are actually feeling. And just because somebody looks a certain way, like, I mean, I know we've had this conversation, like, cause I'm taller, mm-hmm. I'm like five, nine. So like a lot of people look at me and are like, oh, wow, you look just like always. Right. Well, right now I have like, for me, right? Like for what my quote unquote baseline, even if that is even a thing, which I don't even know that it's a thing anyway, but I have like 15 extra pounds on me right now. So compared to what I have been before all of my kids. So like none of my clothes fit how they used to, like really none of my pants fit how they used to. Tops are really difficult because I'm breastfeeding. So my breasts are much larger than they normally are. So even though like outwardly, I appear very similar to how I have always appeared. For me, like I've been buying so many clothes, I just don't fit in things. So like, which is fine. Like it's something that I've been Yeah, we all go through it. Yeah. And everybody has it. Yeah. It's not like, it's not a negative or a positive. Like, it's just a very, like really honestly neutral thing for me, but it just is like, you just don't know. And because somebody may, who's smaller than me may have like five extra pounds, right? But that Mm -hmm. five extra pounds for them may be just as impactful, if not more impactful, right? And also that's just weight. That's just how we quantify it too. That's like only like a small minutia of like how we were saying in the beginning of what like actually matters of like how you're physically feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
how are you able to live your life? How are you feeling with what you're able to do? Do you feel like you're able to take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, live the life that you want to be living? Like those things are much more important than... Oh, absolutely. Your mental health, your sleep, your support system, all of that, especially postpartum. Like, you know, your body just did an amazing thing. And that's where it gets hard because society is like, oh, you should be whatever. And it's like, well, no, this is my third kid. And every pregnancy is so different too. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's just like amazing the pressure we put on ourselves, right? And yeah, talking to my cousin the other day who's going through menopause, similar thing. Like I've always been this fit person and Mm -hmm. now my hormones are changing. My body is going through this huge change. And I think we'll probably cover other episodes on menopause, but that's another really big life body change time frame. And (laughs) like major shock to your body image and how you feel. And I feel like the same as when you're like, you're getting married. And so you think you have to look a certain way and people will say stupid stuff to brides all the time. And I don't know. I wish, I hope that if you're listening to this, you won't ever feel that at Bento. The thing that gets me... The outward look. Oh yeah, no. The thing that gets me about the menopause in like our grander cultural society, I guess, Mm -hmm. is like, we're so quick to recognize puberty. Oh yeah. Right? And so quick to recognize that big hormone shift, right? That happens for people when they hit puberty. It's the same shift that happens at menopause. Yeah. <laughs> just the opposite direction. So why does it have to be so difficult for us to just like acknowledge? Because I feel like it's like almost too... Not that like people going through it don't acknowledge it because I think there's like an awareness that like there is something going on, but just that like outward understanding and acceptance and willingness to get some answers to help with solutions for that period of time. Like it just, we have stuff I know it's where the money is, right? So like, is there money in menopause research? Is there money in? Oh well, there's no money in women's exactly in general. So So like that's why. (laughs) I know it's crazy. We're only half the population. (laughs) Don't mind us. We'll get there. Well, I hope that you can have more open, honest conversations like this with your friends and family, your kids. Like Andy said, how we're going to talk to our, you know, the next generation about how their bodies work, how our bodies work, and we can learn to accept it. And of course, we're always going to have periods of life where maybe we're frustrated by something. But at the end of the day, just recognizing like how beautiful your body is and it's a shell for your life and treat it with love and respect when you can because it's working. It's doing amazing things for you. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And then maybe next week we'll talk about something else. <laughs> I think we take a menopause topic next I week. I think we do. Because I'm like, I feel like we're a little talked out of the pregnancy Tournament. stuff. So we'll yeah. we'll give you some menopause stuff, everybody. And I would love to talk about other things like celiac disease or diabetes and kind of dive into other cool health topics. For sure. 
I mean, there's just so many good things out there. Or even like if, I don't know, I'm fascinated with like how to try to better talk to my kids because I am not perfect, but... Oh my God, I I feel like you do such a good job. You're such a good mom. Well, I mean... And you're a good communicator. I had really good role models, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. And... I do. It's like one of the things that I like seek out information on. Cause like, I know even though I had like great role models in my life, I know there are things that I can do better. Right. Like, so like you always want to do better for your kids. Like, I think we always used to say that like kind of in like a financial well being standpoint, like, Oh, I want my kids to like have better than what I had. Right. Like right. be more financially stable, like get to a better school or get a better education or, you know, whatever it may be. Like for me, like I really see a lot of that as like just having like a really like solid emotional foundation and like, and maybe it's because my parents ended up getting divorced. I don't know. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. A therapist out there probably is like, oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say my grandmother, my mom's mom was like, she never had any quote, bad food in her home and like farm to table, this like Nebraska woman, super fit. And so my mom was like, well, I'm going to be the opposite and let you guys or girls, whoever, let my children have whatever foods they want. So like we had Lunchables, which is like so disgusting now that I own a wellness company. (laughs) But like My my kids eat Lunchables. It's just, and I feel like body image was tough for my mom. And then that can trickle down, especially if for kids that identify as females. So I think, yeah, it definitely, I hope I do a good job with my kids. And I know Pat, my husband, that's where like my husband is really good because like they never had any of that. Like he's, he's good with body image. That's confident, feels good. He's like, no, you're great. Like don't dwell on it, move on. (laughs) Like you're feeling good. You know, he's good about kind of rallying, which I think is important. It's always good. Like, it's funny how you like get to a place and you're like, I feel like it really comes out with parenting. You're like, we really are a good team, right? Like, because you find where you each have the like check and balance or like the yin and the yang. Yeah. Like making sure everything functions well for the family. So... It is totally. kind of fun to like grow into that place. It is. Well, there is a very good mom brain episode, which I know the podcast isn't going anymore, but there is one on how to talk to your kids about sex yes. and their bodies. So well, Andy, if you haven't listened to that, it's a good one for anyone who's listening to this. Go check it out. So good. And yeah. All right. What are we loving this week? What's what our B vitamin? We, what are we loving this <laughs> Besides our bodies. I know what mine is. It's okay. something that's helping my body right now. Oh, what is it? Are we showing these videos somewhere no. someday? Okay, well... But we're, it is recording, so maybe. So my LV Catch Cups. Yes. For any lactating people out there, I'm breastfeeding my daughter. We just had thrush and I subsequently had a yeast infection on my nipples. So my LV Catch Cups, which I found from week like one of her life when my nipples were like bleeding thanks to her (laughs) have been like really a godsend again because 
they're like letting my nipples heal and not live in a yucky, moist environment. So it's That's keeping awesome. that yeast away. So thank you, LV. Thank again. you, LV. Hopefully you like it better than I like my LV. <laughs> I, people keep asking us on Bento Baby, like, what pump do you recommend? So we're going to have to do some content, Andy, around this. But yes, we definitely I love... think I still have my Medela. So I can yeah. my Medela out. We'll do, we'll do I more love for my all Willow. of you. Love yeah. Willow. Andy loves her Willow. All right. My B vitamin this week is... Was it the other week? I think we were talking about getting in the kitchen more and I just don't have time. I love Serena Wolf. She's on Instagram, but she has these two books called Do Diet and Do Diet Dinner Time. And I love her book, Do Diet Dinner Time. So like getting in the kitchen, trying to do more of that, like family time, I guess that's my my B vitamin because you know I love my product stuff. So if you're looking for a good new cookbook and you don't have that yet, it's great. That's the um, sweet potato recipe, Andy. Oh, that's that a I gave recipe. our whole office and everyone loves it. It's like this barbecue stuffed sweet potato or something. Anyways, her stuff is lovely. It was um, so good. That recipe is so good. Yeah. Dang it. It is. So everyone check it out. All right. That is the end of this session, but we will catch you next week on the pod. For menopause. Can't wait. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Up Your Glow podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.